BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Uh, What a week to be white in New York, huh? (laughs) Holy Christ. Can a white man walk down the street anymore without getting punched in the face? Apparently not. Uh, There was another, for all of you that don't know, in Union Square, a fellow was walking a... uh, he was a hippie-looking man. He's 61 years old. Uh, well, I don't know what his name is here. I'm, I'm missing his name. Jeffrey Babbitt. Jeffrey Babbitt. And he was wearing a shirt that uh, was quite adorable. I believe there's a kitten on it, and it was purple. And uh, I would say he looked like a fun guy to punch. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. he looked. if you're going to punch somebody, uh, you punch that guy, I suppose. There was a, 30, a 31-year-old fellow. He was a black dude. And uh, apparently he was very, very upset because uh, he wanted to play chess. But uh, no one let this little red-nosed reindeer play in all the reindeer <laughs> games. And uh, nobody asked him to play chess in the park. And uh, he thought it was some racial situation, apparently. He said, I'm going to punch the first white man I see. He said, the next white person who walks by, I'm going to fuck up. He's going to fuck him up. And indeed, he did fuck him up because Mr. Babbitt, the white person that he saw, uh, was punched so hard he fell down, hit his head in the concrete, and now he's dead. Yeah, He is dead. just dead. Uh, which, you know, not the best way to go. I'm going to say out of all the ways to go, an amoeba eating my brain, uh-huh. that's up there. The Paku fish eating my nuts. Oh, that's bad. Until you bleed out. And then this random black dude punching you in the face in Union Square until you go into a coma and uh, and die. Those are pretty crappy ways to go. Terrible. And then there was another fella today. Uh, he was driving. Uh, he was just on the uh, on the bus. So they're not exactly punching elite whites. You know, I mean, if you're angry with white people, uh, you know, don't lump us all together. A lot of us don't have any money. None. And I guarantee you, the hippie in the Union Square was relatively broke, and certainly the white guy on the bus uh, was dead broke as well. These uh-huh. are not these are not the one percent um, that the uh, that the uh, the news media. Uh, likes to make it make make all white people out to be. Yeah, and this is on 127th Street up in Harlem. Man shattered a racial slur, called him cracker, punched him in the face, broke his nose in an eye socket. Like punched him, and then just kept punching him. Right, and then when the bus stopped, you ran off. Right, and it's interesting though because you know you have all these situations, and obviously uh, the media loves their race. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love to play the race card, and they love it when white people fuck up black people. Oh. I mean, that that'll make that makes the news every damn time. This stuff, not so much. Not so well covered. I mean, you have the uh, 
There was, a, you know, obviously you had that Australian boy there, the uh, ba- the baseball player from Australia mm-hmm. that got shot by the uh, by the three kids. I guess one was white and two were black, and they were bored. Yeah. You know, some people pick up a game of basketball. <laughs> you know, some people are like, oh, cool, you got, uh, you know, you got uh, Bioshock Infinite. Let's go play that. Other kids are just like, let's go shoot that white Australian kid. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it was so much racial in that point. I'm, I'm sure they weren't... Uh, I'm sure they weren't exactly uh, saying nice things about the man's race. Probably not. Uh, before they shot him. We can assume they weren't like, let's go kill that guy. Not because of the color of his skin. <laughs> let's make that very clear right now. It's because of the content of his white character. <laughs> and they shot him. But, of course, uh, Mr. Sharpton and uh, Reverend uh, Al Jackson are nowhere to be found in this entire situation. Nope. And uh, that leads us to our first news story. Let's talk about RFK, actually, up top. All right. Uh, because it kind of bleeds in there. RFK recently had his, uh, somebody stole his diary. Mm-hmm. Somebody stole his journal. <laughs> and uh, it's full of a bunch of uh, refreshingly honest statements from a Kennedy, which are difficult to get. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. allegedly kept a secret diary filled with passages about his lust demons. Lust demons? Lust demons. Oh, wow. And criticisms of people like the Reverends Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Does not like the Cuomo. Do you want to hear about the lust demons first or Al Sharpton? Um, we can. Yeah, let's hit it all. Let's go to lust demons. Sure. The, the Post reports the diary is 398 pages long and details RFK Jr.'s daily activities and political events from 2001. The diary Mm-hmm. allegedly found by RFK Jr.'s late wife, Mary Richardson Kennedy, and some speculate is that this diary is what drove her to suicide. Really? Also features uh, the names of women and a number between 1 and 10 next to each name. The codes correspond to sexual acts, with 10 meaning intercourse, Mary told a confidant. There are 37 women named in the ledger, 16 of whom get 10s on November 13th, 2001. So he's rating these women like, uh, it's. it seems like something a... Um, a football team would do in uh, in high school. Yeah. He's rating women from 1 to 10 that he's had sex with. Well, I mean, he's not necessarily rating them. These are codes. These are codes. Like, okay. 10 is intercourse. Maybe 6 is blowjob. What two a is, nerd. 2 is a kissy nerd on alert. the cheek. Sure. Yeah. Not to mention having that disgusting, pale Kennedy throbbing all on top of you with his awful voice. And RFK, the gene pool of the Kennedy, is it's diluted. Oh, man, it the is most disgusting. unattractive of all Kennedys. Oh, yeah, Ugh. definitely. They are just getting weirder and weirder looking, and they were pretty goddamn weird to begin with. On November 13, 2001, he recorded a triple play. A triple play? The separate encounters, coded 10, 3, and 2, occur the same day he attended a black tie fundraiser at the Waldorf Astoria for Christopher Reeves' chair. Okay. where he sat next to the paralyzed Superman star, magician David Blaine, I mean, he and had comic to. Richard Belzer. Oh, Richard Richard Belzer, David Blaine. No, Richard, Bl- Richard... Was it David Blaine? Yes. David Blaine, Richard Belzer, a crippled Christopher Reeves, yes. and RFK all on one table. All on one table. If they just walked into a bar with a Jew, that's a great joke. <laughs> And, That's amazing. And during that month, he traveled to Toronto, Louisiana, and D.C. and listed at least one woman's name on 22 different dates, including 13 consecutive days. Wow. So he was just getting a lot of tang. Just all the time. 37 down a lot women. Of pussy. Yeah, 37 women. And what? And what's the span of that? What's the span of this journal? The span of this journal uh, from 2001 until... It doesn't say the end date. Maybe it's until... Well, when did she kill herself? Well, she killed relatively herself. recently, like 2010, yeah. something yeah, like that. Yeah, two or three years ago. Well, I would assume he's had sex with more than 37 women in eight years. 
That's all right. Well, that's very, very interesting. Very lusty. I don't know what kind of positions they were up to. It seems like a uh, very skeevy thing to do, though. If you have sex with a woman, uh, I don't know about this number system. It's Just let weird, me know what happened. It's a weird system. It's nerdy. It's dorky. It's, it's bizarre. It's extremely nerdy. Yeah. He also kept notes for his journal during his month-long stint in a Puerto Rican prison in Ju- that July. Yeah. He, the Reverend Al Sharpton, and Jesse Jackson's wife, Jacqueline, were charged with trespassing during protests on the Puerto Rican island the U.S. Navy used as a bombing range what called number, what numbers Viquez. Did, Viquez. Yeah. What numbers did he give to Jacqueline? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I want to know the positions he did with uh, Jesse Jackson's wife. Four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. Wow, that's where he tries to put it in, and she just slaps him in the face. In a July 5th entry, he wrote that the Reverends Jackson and Sharpton, quote, give me the creeps. And he, this is a Kennedy, once again. Yeah, this I mean, is a these Kennedy. I mean, these are, you know, Bohemian Grove. These are people who have uh, the Slowpoke Kennedy, the Waterhead Kennedys are tied up in a basement getting fed, uh, you know, gruel all day. He continued, Al Sharpton has done more damage to the black cause than segregationist Alabama Governor George Wallace. He has suffocated the decent black leaders in New York. His transparent, venal blackmail and extortion schemes taint all black leadership. He goes on to call it's Sharpton. It's true, though. It's true. He call, goes on to call Sharpton a buffoon who has never escaped the stench of his advocacy for Tawana Brawley, the black Duchess County teen who fabricated a story about six white men raping her in 1987. And if you want to, you know, find a woman who has actually been raped, you can do that. Easy. You know, that's the thing. All these, like, why would just don't you drop her? Drop that story and find another woman. Throw a rock in Cleveland. Yeah. And find a fucking woman who's been raped. <laughs> if you really want to have, you know, a, a black face uh, to this idea of a... Uh, you know, uh, of, um, you know, sexually, uh, sexual assaults in the black community, you can find one. Sharpton's angle on this one, though, is that oh, she... Oh, it was the same thing with those Duke University kids. Yeah. It was the exact same situation. Well, the girl had, uh, of course, fabricated the whole thing. She had uh, scrawled N-word on her in, uh, like, black coal right. or something like that and showed up all fucked up one day uh, when, in fact, she had just been... She just left having consensual sex. Well, I mean, did she? Did I wonder if when she wrote the N word, did she have? Did she do the mirror trick? Did she write it <laughs> properly? I mean, that's the thing. It's similar to that high school, uh, the kid who was running for uh, the president of his high school, who uh, that was a recent story that we discussed. Yeah, who uh, sent himself a bunch of hate texts. <laughs> Which what, still must hurt your feelings, even if you send them yourself. Wasn't there... Remember that girl who uh, uh, said that she had... It was during Obama's first campaign that said she had been attacked in a racially biased uh, situation. And she had written something on her body. Right, right, right. And it right. ended up being... Ba- she wrote it in the mirror, backwards. though, so it was backwards. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... You gotta... You, that's a rookie mistake. That's very much a rookie when mistake. When you're faking racism, you gotta do it proper. You gotta do it right. It's interesting, though, you know, no, no, you know, no outrage about, uh, you know, all these sort of like, you know, uh, black and white crimes. And it doesn't really make any sort of the news media whatsoever. Um, and you could argue like that's an issue. That's a problem. That's something that, uh, you know, that Sharpton should be discussing if he wants to have any credibility when he discusses the situation, such as Mr. George Zimmerman, uh, who is also back in the news again Um more gun charges. <laughs> you gotta get guns away from this guy. He doesn't seem to know how to use them, or he seems to know how to use them far too well. Shelly Zimmerman, the wife of George Zimmerman, declined to press charges Monday afternoon despite calling 911 and accusing her husband of using a gun to threaten her family. It's the only way I know how to love, baby. I'm George Zimmerman. <laughs> what do you want from me? She said in a 911 call released by police Was this the same gun, by the way, that killed Trayvon Martin? 
Did he get... He so, got it back. He truly got he did, that back. He did get his okay. gun back, but I know there's been pictures of him at gun shows and things like that, shaking hands with all the people uh, selling him semi-automatic rifles and shit like that. So he did It go, might be a new gun. He did go to a gun factory at one point. Oh, yeah. No, they gave him a whole tour. They treated him like a god. It was really weird. So, uh, she said in the 911 call, he's in his car and he continually, continually has his hand on his gun. And he's listening saying, to Rush. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Not Limbaugh, the band Rush. And he knows I hate Rush. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, I am today's tom sawyer if you think about it i say the n-word all the time i love to kill he keeps saying step closer and he's gonna shoot us that is absolutely terrifying but again uh much like the uh the 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 cliche teflon uh Mm. nothing stuck with him nothing stuck to him he was released because his wife didn't have any actual signs of injury yeah and apparently mr zimmerman uh he allowed this fame to go to his head I guess no press is bad press. As soon as he got uh, acquitted of the murder, uh, he started banging this other girl he'd been wanting to bang for a while. He was cheating on his wife. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I mean, the man parlayed a, you know, a, uh, a, a huge tragedy into pussy. I mean, the man, That's pretty knows, amazing. the man knows how to make a purse out of a sow's ear. That's what I say all the time. <laughs> George Zimmerman, he knows how to make a purse out of a sow's ear. Think about it. <laughs> I guess it would be a tiny purse, kind of a penny purse. It's a bit. It's a small purse. It's a right. very small purse. That's amazing. And then this poor woman's father, uh, he, I believe he was punched, wasn't he? Punched in the nose. Punched right in the goddamn nose. And he also smashed her iPad. Oh, that's the biggest tragedy of the whole situation. It's like $800. My iPhone right now is not charging. It's not taking a charge, and it's, it's dead. Yeah. And uh, I feel like a part of me is dead right now. It, it, it makes this whole program much more difficult to do. You've really attached to this iPhone. You haven't had one for very long. You've I've had attached it for a to it year. Very quick. Has it been a year? Yeah. You can attach something. You can get attached very quickly to something. I don't know why I thought Especially it was like an iPhone. four months. That was the thing. I was thinking about Steve Jobs the other day. You know, he's a real smart guy. He's like sort of the modern day Jesus, right? If you had to pick like one person who has created the future, it's Steve Jobs. Yeah. Apple is everywhere. But he's kind of stupid, though, too, because, you know, he died of that, what is it, pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And he chose the holistic medicine route. Isn't that weird? Everyone's like, oh, he's so brilliant. But he, he just chose, like, the dumbest. He chose the exact same medicine as the guy who got punched out in Union Square, uh, <laughs> Union Square would choose. What is that? That's... Anyway, it's just kind of a thought. But it's kind of interesting, though, because he's like a brilliant human being. And then he just, like, completely did the dumbest possible uh, medical procedure to cure a very, uh, I guess, kind of uncurable. A form of cancer. I guess he was damned if he did. Yeah. Damned if he didn't. Well, I mean, he probably figured he didn't want to go through chemo, so money. Well, is he going to lose his hair? I mean, are you (laughs) kidding me? He was already thin as shit. Go through some chemo. You'll be fine. Anyway, speaking of thinning hair, uh, Mr. Zimmerman, looking real cool, by the way. He's got his beard back. He's got his sunglasses on. This guy thinks that he is straight up. Uh, Bronson. Well, people. He's have, out there avenging the uh, avenging the common man. How many assholes do you think have been telling him that how great he is and how he's done a service to if the you, United States of America? It's it's insane the idea that somebody would treat him like better because of this. You know, I'm mean, like now he's a celebrity. He he did nothing. Yeah. He has done nothing to deserve. If you bitch about the Kardashians being famous, at the very least, you know they're out there hawking perfumes and busting their asses uh, to some degree and making sex tapes and stuff, which we all enjoy. Hmm. We don't need to see the Zimmerman Shelley sex tape. That's for damn sure. Uh-huh. That number is it's a one. <laughs> it's just him lying on his back, jacking off, and she's like, "Do you like it? I hate it. Uh, well, yeah. I hate it, Shelley. I'm too big for you, Shelley. I'm big time now. I made the papers." 
It's so bizarre. The ego, the fame that has gone to this man's head. He is going to. Uh, he's gonna. He's got. He's gonna do something in this life that is going to be. Uh, be be prison worthy. He's gonna fuck up. He's again. been arrested he's multiple times. For, don't you think after you kill somebody and you get off a murder, you're just like, well, first of all, you try to go on the down low. The number one thing he does is save a family from a burning car. <laughs> and after that, he just he's a, gets a couple of speeding tickets. And now this uh, domestic violence against his wife. He does not understand how unbelievably lucky he is. No, if it wasn't for one goddamn uh, you know juror being too weak to convict him. Uh, he would be in prison right now doing a bunch of different uh, sevens and eights, <laughs> uh, you know, to use RFK's um, number system on a series of uh, African-American individuals. Yes. You imagine Zimmerman if he had, I don't think that he fully understands what his life would be like if he went to prison. Oh, no, he'd be in uh, protective custody. He'd be in solitary. So he'd be in solitary, confined. banging his head against a wall. Yeah. And the other, only other option is to, you know, go out in, uh, in, uh, in general population and, uh, Bang his head against some dicks, I guess, or something like that. I mean, I don't know what you do. He's a big, plumpy bastard. Yeah. I have no idea what the justice would be. They'd probably, just be, they'd probably give him the Dahmer treatment. Hey, go work out in the gym. Why don't you pick up some dumbbells? Oh, you need a spot, Mr. Zimmerman? Yeah, no, I'll help you out. Yeah. No, you should lift free weights. Yeah, you're going to get really tight. You're going you're gonna to look great. What a putz. Hmm. The guy has no right to be outside. No whatsoever. And, and looking all cool like that. I hate him. That's why, you know, every time, it's like Casey Anthony. You know, when, when Casey Anthony was on trial, they did her hair all, you know, uh, they made her a brunette. Mm-hmm. She was dressed like, you know, a low-level librarian and uh, very sexy. Yeah. And still bang Casey Anthony. I liked it. That's fine. And then afterwards, of course, she's right back to, uh, you know, popping Molly and wearing uh, candy necklaces and shit. Zimmerman, during the trial in that suit, you know, he gained all that weight because you can't, he's too fat to kill. Look at him. He's, he's chubby. A, I love chub. Chris Farley was chubby and John Candy, and they're funny. I bet you George is funny. He's so fat, jowly. Look at him. He looks so, and now he's got his beard back. He's got his, he's got his, you know, he's, uh, who got her groove back? Stella. Stella got her groove back. He's having a real <laughs> Stella, Stella moment. You really know? is. This guy, untouchable. I don't know what it is in Florida. I have no idea what lottery he won just know, to be man. bigger than the police department of Florida. If you're a Florida detective, if you're a Florida cop, you got to be pissed off the fact this guy, I mean, he's making, uh, he's just rubbing their nose in it. He really is, man. Find him. Arrest him for something. I don't know what to do. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Zimmerman writes a book. He's probably working on it. Of course, he's got a ghostwriter because the goddamn guy, I can't imagine what it would be like if he actually wrote it himself. It would sound something like Mein Kampf or something. <laughs> Although Mein Kampf was at least well written to some degree. Yes, it was. It's insane. With the, Yeah. It's nuts. But yeah, I mean, he's going to be signing books. He's going to do that entire thing. I wonder if he's going to get assassinated. Nah, I, don't I can't believe so. he doesn't have any security around him. Why are black people... Black people, again, don't hit the white guy on the goddamn 25 bus or the, the hippie guy wa- walking through Union Square. Go to Florida. Beat the Zim- beat Zimmerman. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's who you're angry with, right? Right? Anyway. Go to the source. Go to the source. That's the thing. But I do agree, though. I think... Uh, yeah, Zimmerman, Al Sharpton, and George Wallace. They are not helping the black community uh, one bit. Not at all. Nor is Reverend Jackson. And that was the other thing that RFK was talking about, just how Reverend Jackson, he said, uh, oh, I forget how he described He has him. a desperate and destructive addiction to publicity. Yes, he does. He recalls that Jackson, a labor leader, Cesar Chavez's funeral, pushed Cesar's friends and family out of the way to make himself lead Paul Bear. 
Oh, that's great. What a douche. Yeah. What a douche. He says his love affair with Louis Farrakhan and his Jewish xenophobia mm-hmm. are also unforgivable. I feel dirty around him, and I feel like I'm being used. I feel like with Jesse, it's all about Jesse. It is all about Jesse, and you're right. He is completely uh, xenophobic, and the you know Louis Farrakhan is um, it's just straight hate speech. Yeah. That man's just, you know, he's just a total nightmare. He's a tyrant, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but no one no one ever calls him out for his shit. You know, and of course, Reverend Jackson, he doesn't even like Obama because Obama wasn't black enough for him. So that was that whole thing. Anyway, it's interesting. Let's go on to Obama. Let's talk about some more global news. Syria's foreign minister said Tuesday that Damascus is ready to sign an international agreement banning chemical weapons and pledged to open its storage sites and provide full disclosure immediately. Yeah. Ugh. Putin wants it. Putin gets it. Oh, my God. Putin's the goddamn man. Yeah, in case you, you don't know, I mean, I'm sure this is going to be huge news by the time this comes out tomorrow. Of uh, but John Kerry was asked by a reporter last week, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, as to what would have to happen for us to not attack Syria. Right. And Kerry said uh, something to effect of if they turned over all their chemical weapons, then we would you know talk about it. But that's never going to happen. Yeah, and then Putin like gave him a phone call and was like, hey, guys, can I have those weapons I loaned you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, Vlad. Here you go, buddy. Yeah. We'll and send so, them right over. Yeah, and so Russia put forward a plan that right. uh, they would send an international force to collect the chemical weapons, bring them out of the country, and ostensibly destroy them or store them somewhere. Right. Uh, and now the entire world is like, yes, do that, please. Yes, that's it, please. That is the only way it's we're like- going to get out of this fucking mess without more people dying, uh, without people dying by, you know, right. U.S. hands. right. Catching your kid smoking and then you take his pack of cigarettes. That's what this is, isn't it? Yeah. That's all this is. Did you use chemical weapons? It smells like you use chemical weapons in here. Yes, it does. Why are you coughing? Why are you coughing? Your eyes look a little bloodshot. Are you smoking marijuana in here? It smells like you're using some chemical weapons in here. That's all it is. And now, okay, thank you. So and then, so what? The, so the best option now is that uh, we know for a fact Russia is just going to have a bunch of more chemical weapons. And we're just like, okay, well, that's fine. Well, it's an international force. And you know what? Russia, okay, so they have chemical weapons. Great. They also have the largest nuclear arsenal in the world right behind us. Right, right. Like, they've got means to fuck shit up. Oh, already. sure. It's fine. They can, okay, sure, have them. I don't yeah. care. That's so funny. So Vladimir Putin is just completely destroying... Obama and literally thank you I guess for uh getting us out of another war that we don't have nearly enough money to finance Let nor the you. public will to uh, go through with. Let me show you this. You know what the background on my phone is now? What is it? Putin. It's Putin. <laughs> It's Putin. <laughs> it's a picture I took in the New York Post today where that vacant stare in his eyes. Oh, yeah. Not thinking about what's going on at that moment whatsoever. Just remembering that wonderful time when he's in the KGB oh, back in yeah. the 80s. And he was able to grot that guy and it was particularly satisfying. Oh, that's perfect. Do you remember when that guy wouldn't talk? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. He lost all of his toes. Yeah, man. I can't imagine what... Putin thinks about to fall asleep peacefully at night. He's murdered men with his bare hands. We know that for a fact. And now he's saving us from a potential World War III. It's a... Man, what a shitty second term for Obama. And it's funny because... It's just... This is I can, this again might. and again and again with between the, between Snowden and the NSA and uh, you know obviously the Benghazi thing everything that's gone wrong with this second term 
He just looks like such a bitch. And nothing getting through. He hasn't accomplished anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this may go down as one of the worst second terms in American history. Well, it's just goofy, you know? And that's why that's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to say Obama's goofy second term. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad sequel. Just what are you... Why... No, I mean, I'm happy that he's such a pussy because, you know, otherwise we would just be over there in Syria. Yeah. But the whole, you know, Congress doesn't want it. 75% of the country, I think there's some polls that say like 90% of the country don't want to go into Syria. Yeah. I mean, there is this, I feel, if you're a congressman, you have no choice but to vote no on this. And I love the, uh, we, as we talked about in the Saman episode, how the only people that really saved us from war are the most conservative members of the Republican Party, uh, the libertarians. And uh, thank God for them. And thank yeah. God for all those uh, goddamn Southern Democrats getting kicked out in those Southern states. I like the libertarians. Yes, yeah, so they're do doing I. good. They're doing fine. I got to say, I'm kind of proud of America during all this. Yeah, because it's not we, bad. Because we weren't taken by the same beating of the drums as we were before. Yeah. Like we heard the American that, people. The government was all about it. The government was, I'm talking to America, the people of America. Yeah. We're like, like, I am happy no. with the people of America that where everyone was just like, no. The only, the only, no. person, yeah, the only person I heard in favor of the war was a fellow I was watching Monday Night Football last night, and there was a very drunk 55 year old guy, and he, probably saw some combat but what would that be like gulf war one yeah some bullshit war where they just had a carpet bombing and we got the fuck out and that was the other thing people were talking about how this could be like kosovo Mm -hmm. but it's not kosovo was a country iraq was a country iraq could retreat to a a, iraq Mm -hmm. and kosovo can be kosovo where do you retreat to if you go into a, a into a civil war yeah. You know, there's no, like, you're, you know, you I mean you split up the country? What do you do? There, we would have just been there forever, and hopefully we don't go. Hopefully Obama just takes the hit. I think Obama was looking for an out this whole time. Yeah, I he guess ha- that's probably why I went to, to Congress been. and things like I mean, that. It was like Simone was saying on the last episodes that, you know, he said that red line thing without really putting much thought into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it happened, and so he had to do something. But Trayvon looked just like him, you know? <laughs> So that's what's so important. Call a yeah. press conference. Yeah, that's that's extremely important. Call a press conference. But this guy at the uh, the guy at the bar was just we gotta go in there. Gotta go into Syria. They're brown. That's it. Yeah, oh. that was it. We gotta go into Syria. They're brown. That was pretty much the entire crux of the argument. So I was like, Woo! yeah, it's interesting. The white racist uh, that now officially has to side with the black president because we're both you know getting together with our mutual hate of brown Muslims. <laughs> You know, that's pretty much it. Obama, I guess he is the first time he's been a uniter. <laughs> it, you know, you know, you have a, an odd point that I yeah. want to laugh at, but can't. It's true. Yeah, you because have, it's true. De- oh, yeah, there's definitely some Southern, uh, you know, very conservative people who are just like, kill him, Obama. You're my favorite black. <laughs> you go kill the Browns. You're one of the good ones. Well, didn't you know Obama's actually half white? So <laughs> that's not bad. We can't just throw him out the window. You know, that's a good fact. So thank God. Thank you for uniting the country, uh, at least some of the country, um, because of their overall ignorance and hatred towards the Muslim people. Uh, even though, you know, I don't know. Assad is totally, I have no problem. Assad is actually keeping that country together. And those rebels are fucking more terrifying to me than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Eating hearts. Do you see the video of them shooting the guys? Yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw all of it. It's very intense. Yeah. You never, I mean, you just, 
I just really don't know. Like, I don't know if, if Assad put up, did the chemical weapons. No one actually does no know. No one actually knows if it was him, if it was one and of the going back officials, to what we were if saying, it was the uh, rebels. No one knows. And on a, obviously a much more macro level, but, you know, going back to that sort of, you know, the high school, the black high school students who said the racist text to himself, that woman who, you know, I think, yeah, she wrote, you know, slurs on her body, obviously in the mirror. Um, it's possible that the rebels use the uh, the chemical weapons on, you know, civilians themselves uh, to blame it on Assad and that people are like well that doesn't make any sense because it was in rebel territory it's like they're Al-Qaeda they don't give a fuck are you fucking kidding me they're mad people this is Al-Qaeda these are people who set off car bombs right these are people who have killed thousands upon thousands of people they don't care about the people that's not the point of their fucking jihad and Kerry was John Kerry this whole week was like well they're technically only 20% of the rebels and uh, (laughs) so they really have no power it's like those are the 20% that murder everybody else that take they take power yeah. That's what happens. Exactly. In a basketball team. I'm terrified team, of them. If 20% of the basketball team, if you got like one guy that's really good at shit. Yeah. Let's you go. Can kinda, you can kind of lean on him a little bit more. Right, right. Yeah, they're the Michael Jordan of terrorists. Yeah. Al-Qaeda. They're, they're crushing it right now. They are, man. I guess LeBron James is, more, is a more up-to-date reference. Let's say LeBron James. The yeah. kids will understand that one. The kids. That's what this show's all about. <laughs> the children. I'll tell you, man. Let's go to North Korea. I don't. I, we didn't talk about it beforehand, mm-hmm. but Google the Rodman story. It's amazing. Uh, yes, Dennis I Rodman, read about this this morning. Dennis Rodman accomplished quite a bit. He did not get Kenneth Bay out of North Korea. Uh, the hostage is still there, and I don't think Rodman gives a fuck. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Rodman participates in some torture when he goes over there uh, on yeah. Mr. Bay. Oh, he's you know he's kind of a guy that likes to push the limits. He does. I mean, where are you going to go after you pushed all the limits that are legal here in the United States? Right. Where do you go to push them even further? Yeah, you got to go, you know. You got to go have sex with very, very young girls in North Korea. Yeah. I'm sure he is doing extremely disgusting things with a bunch of very, very sad, sad ladies. Retired American basketball star Dennis Rodman is going back to North Korea and bringing a team of former NBA players with him. Who's going with him? I don't know. I mean, who? Did get? Larry Kukoc. Larry Kukoc. Uh-huh. No, I think it's Larry. <laughs> what, yeah, yeah. What is it? Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc. Vlade Divac. Why not? Yeah, take Vlade Divac. Maybe <laughs> Bill Weddington. He was an old center for the it's Bulls. All, it's all going to be white guys. Detlef Shrimp. Oh, Detlef. Yeah. He Danny might Ainge. Ooh, the Ainge. They're yeah. going to be a good three-point shooting team. That's what's so important. <laughs> yeah, what NBA players are going over to North Korea? Horace Grant. Ho Grant? I love Horace Grant. <laughs> Trying to think, Nick, Nick Anthony, some other old players. Yeah, it's all going to be old players. Maybe Dennis it's Scott. Gonna, it's going to happen. Oh, they're to all going to be. Yeah, and they're all. I mean, Gary how bad Pate. does your life have to be? Maybe, maybe Sean Kemp get away from Sean old Scott. Kemp, he has Gary like seventeen Payton. kids. Get away from your kids. Go to North Korea. And he's also uh, he's going to bring these NBA former NBA basketball players. Uh, who knows how good they were when they were, were NBA basketball players? Probably not the best. Uh, and he's going to teach. He's going to train their Olympic team. Yeah, that's his that's his whole thing. He actually I don't think he's just teaching the North Korean Olympic basketball team, though. I think he's just teaching the entire North Korean Olympic team. (laughs) So he's teaching swimming. He's going to be teaching gymnastics, jousting, whatever Greco-Roman wrestling. You know what? uh, It's going to be amazing. You know, Dennis Rodman calls uh, Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah. What is it? The Marshall. The Marshall. Yeah. It's so gross. (laughs) I just can't believe. I mean. Not to mention, okay, first of all, Kim Jong-un is just a big, fat, disgusting, mush, you know, Zimmerman on trial-looking mush mouth. And uh, he's 30, you know, he's what, 30 years old. Robin's 52. I mean, what's he doing? I don't know. What, what's happening over there? Robin is really, I like him. And I feel like my Argo theory is 
slowly, slowly unraveling in front of my eyes. Unless this is all just part of it. You know, it could be it, all part of the government's plan. Make Robin seem like a total lunatic. Robin said uh, in a press conference when asked about it, he said, why North Korea? It opened doors. It opened doors. It opened doors. For what? For doors. For doors. <laughs> That's the thing. Open doors. Open they don't even doors. have. They probably don't even have. They don't even have. I'm sure they don't have electronic doors over there. No. They have nothing. There is nothing open about North Korea. There was a good op-ed. I think it was a uh, Jonah Goldberg or something like that. Just talking about how uh, Kim Jong Un. First of all, there's a good chance that the Rodman will just end up dead. Yeah. I would not be surprised if the next time he goes over there, he says something really stupid and gets killed. Because you've got to be on eggshells. You know, maybe he just goes over there and says whatever he wants, and Kim Jong-un loves, just loves it. Just, he just, just absolutely laughs. loves it. Just laughs and laughs. He's like, oh, you're very refre- your lack of candor is refreshing. Yeah, I suppose so. That's, that's a possibility. That's a possibility. But it's also just Kim Jong-un. It's like, I think the guy just equated it to uh, almost like Richard Pryor in the movie The Toy. Yeah, like it's, yeah. It's all, I mean, I'm, I did that, actually. That's, that's all me. What? Rich- I just equated it to it. That's not in the article. In the oh, okay, okay. But he was discussing how great. Uh, Obama's just. I thought the, you said meant that you had a black man as a toy at one point. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I am the toy for the black man. Yes. No, that is that is my job um, to entertain. Strangely enough, that's one of my dad's favorite films. The toy. Yeah. I think it's a. Uh, um, Indentured servitude? Yeah. Right? By definite, because he owes the family money. It's definitely indentured servitude. And then he has to work it off uh, for this really rich white piece of shit. And uh, yeah, I think it's actually a tear. It's sort of a, it's a more comedic version of Lee Daniels the butler. <laughs> you know? But they, you know, they all learn an important lesson in the end. That black people don't love to serve you, but they will. <laughs> Is that what it is? That it's wrong. Oh, to that make, it's wrong. It's okay. wrong to make black people serve you. Oh, and that's a good. That's sad that we had to have that life lesson taught to us in the 1980s comedy, The Toy. Well, you know, no, we should have we been a little as bit far pr- along as we thought we were. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. But that's all he is. That's all Rodman is for. Uh, for Kim, is just a living goddamn toy, and uh, it must be pretty great to just you know, Dennis Rodman. He's definitely the the most famous celebrity in American history to ever go to North Korea, wouldn't you say? I mean, I don't know what... Other than Mr. Bill Clinton, but yeah. that's that's politics. Yeah. And Bill can't dunk. Bill I mean, can't post up. Bill doesn't dye his hair. What, what was her name? Lisa Ling? Lisa she, Ling went over there to get her to, sister. She went over there, yeah. Yeah, but she's but just another news journalist. Reporter. I don't know if any other celebrities have been in North Korea. I don't think they often go. I don't think they often go at all. It's a dangerous, it's a dangerous place to be at. Unless you're Dennis Rodman. Doing a bunch of drugs, getting a bunch of blow. They asked him about Kenneth Bain. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he said, I don't give a shit. Most I don't give a shit. He said, I don't give a shit. I don't care whatsoever. You got to respect it, though. Hmm. You know, North Korea has a 99% literacy rate. I mean, do they? <laughs> do you know that I've... Kim Jong-il used to shoot 38 under par? 38 under par? Yeah. Wow. I wonder if he also drinks Dos Equis. <laughs> Seems like this is a made-up ad campaign of a person that's not real. And did you know that Kim Jong-un is a big Eric Clapton fan? He loves Mr. Clapton, Loves huh? Eric Clapton. Well, has Eric Clapton been able to go over there and perform for him yet? Nope. Do, do, do. That's too bad. Do, big, of course he's a big Eric Clapton fan. I like you a little Eric Clapton. Wonderful Eric Clapton's a very good musician. I don't know writing that song about his dead kid, but... 
Made a lot of money off it. Yeah. That's Tears in Heaven. That's yeah. one of his biggest hits. I, I would argue it might be his biggest hit. I don't know why his kid's crying in heaven. Yeah. No, Should no, be no. happy. It's, the tears are in heaven because he died. Oh, I see. His kid's the tear. Yeah. The kid, no, no, no. The kid is up in heaven, mm-hmm. and then the tears fall down. Oh, he's just explaining rain to a retard. <laughs> I see. Why does it rain outside? My son's crying up there. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll put my tongue back in my mouth because it makes me kind of feel weird now. Children's tears are the rain. Yeah, it's children's tears are the rain. Just like when the sun's shining while it's raining, it's the mm-hmm. devil beating his wife. Oh, yes. I've heard that before. Yeah. Or George Zimmerman beating his wife. <laughs> it's the closest thing right now we have to an American devil. He's also a celebrity, almost big enough to go over to North Korea. Almost. Um, let's see. Any other stories today? Uh, today, we... Oh, we also have some New York mayoral news. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Okay, so I was watching... Uh, the, the Honestly, Joe Loda seems to be the best choice, uh, in my opinion. And I say this I agree. based off of uh, a uh, campaign ad, not ran by him, but rather ran by his uh, opponent for the, uh, for the Republican, um, Republican uh, ticket there to become mayor of New York. His name is, uh, what is it, John... John Katzmatidis. John Katzmatidis. Just a fucking, the most hideous human being you've ever seen in your life. A billionaire with no municipal experience whatsoever. Literally looks like chunky potato soup with skin. (laughs) He really, it is insane. He's a multi-billionaire. He made all of his money through through buildings and, and, uh, you know, buying up land and shit like that. He's so hideously ugly that as a billionaire, his wife... It's just sort of attractive. Yeah. Just sort of. I mean, as a billionaire, he yeah. can't even get the hottest girl in town. I mean, he's just a fucking monster. I've never seen anything like it. I really, it is it's I quite either. fascinating because his skin doesn't like go onto his body and the amount of blubber on this guy, I mean, it's really, you would have, you would think he was on trial for killing Trayvon Martin the way he gained weight here. I mean, he is so goddamn fat. He is just, um, I, it's. It's something that, like, when he opens his mouth, you're like, oh, it has teeth. <laughs> you know, you're just, like, stunned that there's, like, a human skeleton inside of it. Like, any sort of, like, human-like features. Anyway, he at, ran... I would say at any given moment in any Walmart in the United States, the most unattractive person in that Walmart is more attractive than Cotton, than John Katzmatis. I would argue he is one of the ugliest human beings ever. Well, definitely ever in <laughs> politics. Um, but yeah, I would say he's probably one of the ugliest human beings in America right now. Yeah. And if you don't know uh, what we're talking about, please uh, Google him, and uh, I, you'll be amazed. And if you feel like you're having a bad day, um, look at him, and you're going to feel great, you know, because he is a beast. He's a monster um, that is on par with a... Uh, if his politics are as bad as he looks, he's mm-hmm. Hitler. Even though John Katzmatidis is spending millions on his run for mayor, his main rival has refused to take him seriously, and it's unclear as of, as of this point if voters will. Katzmatidis attacked Joe Loda, the other Republican yeah. candidate, candidate, former MTA chief who got the trains up and running so fast after Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, he did a pretty good job. Yep, called it, called him out for I will Loda's. Say, I wonder if, if the trains are fucked up on primary day. <laughs> That's the one thing Fat Cat can, uh, can hope for, because yeah. I was talking to Eddie about it, uh, Ed... Uh, Larson from Roundtable, and of course, Top Hat favorite. And uh, he was, I was like, Joe Loda, he seems like a good candidate. And I told him about the MTA thing. He's like, fuck the MTA. And that's just because he had a two hour journey that was awful. The AC train was down, the G train was down. It was awful. Yeah. And uh, he went to vote for Joe Loda on that day. 
uh, no matter what happened. Yeah. You know, so hopefully the trains are running uh, on primary day. And so, hope oh, so. Katz and Matitas attacked Loda's support of legalizing marijuana. Uh, jo- Joe Loda supports legalizing pot, and John Katz Matitas is trying to make an issue of it on the campaign trail. Katz Matitas said he wants to legalize pot and marijuana, yeah. which is wrong. It's you know, the same thing, also. You know, it's been proven. What are we going to do? Make our kids a bunch of potheads? Then they're going to start eating, and they're just going <laughs> to keep on eating. Next thing you know, they're billionaires buying up all the land. Yeah. And there's a, we have a, I love this ad. We have a campaign ad, although I can't find the one uh, that we love the most. Oh, okay. That one is, uh, that one I believe he took it down because it was so I, ridiculous. I saw it on Sunday, I thought, but yeah. Yeah, so it was, uh, I saw it on TV, but he did, you know, people That's did make fun of That's where you called uh, Port Authority Cops Mall Cops? No, I got that one. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. all right, check this out. Joe Loda called Port Authority Police Mall Cops after 37 lost their lives on 9-11. He's no Giuliani. Loda oh stiffed God. MTA workers while raising every fare and toll in New York. He's no Giuliani. Loda taunted a senior to be a man. That senior survived the Holocaust. Rudy would never do that. He insults police, raises fares, and bullies seniors. Loda, you're no Rudy Giuliani. Not even close. Oh, that's great. That's not even the ad I was thinking of, but that makes me love him also. Yeah, that was... Bullying a goddamn elderly man who survived the Holocaust. <laughs> and uh, in the other ad that, uh, that we're talking about, he says, Joe Loda wants to legalize dope. Legalize dope. <laughs> the mall cops thing, and then the the third thing they mentioned is something uh, I forget what the third one was, but it was it was just not that bad. It's just the the cats uh, ad campaigns are so Loda doesn't have to campaign. No, they don't have to spend any money on ad campaigns because the slam ads against him are just so unbelievably amazing. And for a Republican, he's very progressive. He's pro legalization. He's pro gay marriage. He's pro immigration. Uh, he is. Uh, what else is he pro? I don't know. He's got He's a lot terrible. of progressive ideas. Giuliani's He's not terrible. He's definitely him. better than Bill de Blasio. And that's the thing. In Bloomberg, they're actually meeting today. Today is Tuesday, September 10th. Uh, they're meeting right now. Yeah. And uh, I think if Bill de Blasio gets the nomination, Bloomberg said that he will uh, back Joe Loda. So that's, I mean, you know, that's a bunch of money and a lot of media power. Today is primary day here in New York City. Today is Democratic primary day. I didn't vote. Uh, I'm not a registered Democrat. Oh, that's right. Oh, you have to be a registered Democrat. I'm yeah. an independent. Yeah, so am I. Oh, good. Well, now I felt really guilty for a second. No, 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 no. Not at all. No, we can't vote in this. Oh, thank God. All right. Although maybe as an independent you could vote. Either nope. way, it doesn't matter. You have to, yeah, you have, you to, have be. to be registered as you a have to Democrat be. or Republican. All right. Uh, so there might be, uh, we might have a, a front runner tomorrow, or there's either gonna, it's either that or there's going to be a runoff. Okay. Probably between de Blasio, uh, Quinn, and uh, Bill Thompson. Well, it's certainly not going to be with Katsimatius. Katsimatius. no Katsimatis. runoff for that guy. Oh, no. Loda's going to bury him. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see whether Loda can uh, take down uh, Bill de Blasio. Which I think he can. I think he can, too. Yeah. And I hope to fucking Christ that he can. Which is sad, because I wanted to vote for Bill de Blasio, because he's six foot seven. <laughs> you know? I like that. I like the size. He's got a taste for the, uh, you know, he's like he's got a nice little attractive black wife there. Yeah, yeah. I will honestly say this has been the first time in my life in which ever a supporter of a Republican. I know it's kind I guess of disgusting. It's, it's New York Republicans, though. You it's know, different. they're like a you know a Louisiana Democrat. They're all. It's a you have to be very progressive. Yeah, even if you know technically Bloomberg was a goddamn Republican. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, black people hit the right white people, please, and uh, <laughs> not not all, not all the poor ones. And uh, I guess that's the stories. That's it. That's, that's all we're going to say today. Yeah, that's it, man. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, send us your thoughts on the Cave Comedy 
Radio Facebook page or on Twitter at Ben Kissel and at Twitter at Marcus Parks. And, of course, the Cave Comedy uh, site there has the uh, email for you. Yeah, CaveComedyRadioGmail.com. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.